Hi, I'm Angela Ardolino and welcome to Your Natural Dog, my podcast featuring in-depth conversation with the world's leading holistic veterinarians and pet care pros. Join us every week as we reveal natural alternatives to the outdated, one-size-fits-all pet care model we're used to. If you like what you hear, please make sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. The only way we can get our message out to pet parents all over the world is with your support. Stop barking! I'm trying to record a podcast! Hey everybody, it's Angela Ardolino with Your Natural Dog, and my guest today is one of my favorite people in the world. I've known him since he was a small lad, and a very good friend of mine, and We actually got together because he is a Broadway actor and wanted to become an entrepreneur. And I was like, well, save your money. One day I'm going to have something that I might come to you about. And at the same time, well, then like what a year went by. And then at the same time, his baby dog, his sole dog, Blanche, Shih Tzu, one of our spokes doggies that you probably see all over CBD Dog Health was also suffering from major anxiety from both when he was on tour and was, you know, of course, always brought her with him um, in hotel rooms, barking, getting kicked out of hotel rooms, living in New York City and getting kicked out of apartments because she would bark like a German shepherd. And he contacted me and was like, what the hell do I do? And I'm like, well, there's this little thing called CBD that has been proven to help with anxiety. So, of course, It worked on her. Uh, He saved up his money. I invited him to join CBD Dog Health and since then has become an expert. He's also attended the University of Vermont School of Medicine program, just like I did. And one of his specialties is keeping up with what the heck is going on with the legalities of cannabis and CBD for our pets, along with what vets can and can't do what their fear is, why so many are hesitating. And then, of course, the bullshit with FDA and uh, all the other associations and and organizations who have an opinion about cannabis medicine, but really have no uh, authority and can't do anything but like to put the fear into people. So we're going to talk about all those things. So stay tuned. And we're back with Hernando Umano, our, what, what, what's your title? CMO? Everything. Everything. I know. That's sort of like, what do you do? What do we do? My right hand guy. <laughs> I had to add one thing to your intro to me is that it's not only cannabis and CBD that helped my dog, but it's helped me so much. It's changed True, my life. True, I forgot life. about that part. Yeah, it's like, uh, I, so once Angie kind of told me about that, uh, that it was going to help my dog. It just was such a no brainer. I was like, Oh my God, of course this freaking gorgeous plant that saved my life is going to save my dog's life. Yeah, I I know. And same with me. Those of you who do know me know that it's a, you know, a lifesaver for me. I, I say it saved my whole family, all my pets, everyone that has an issue. I love it. I'm into this new thing just so that we can talk about it, that I'm noticing women my age who are all of a sudden coming down with these crazy autoimmune diseases. And I literally, every time I hear of a new one, I just saw Celine Dion made a huge announcement that has a neurological disorder. And so I immediately look up how old they are and they're all between 50 and 55 and shit's going sideways. And 
every time just all like I our dogs do is, when they get to that 50 55 year old exactly stage. which is when they are six seven eight years old and that's when everything yeah. goes sideways so i mean all i want to do is reach out to him and go can i send you this bottle <laughs> Celine. yeah i was listening to uh Gosh, another vet. Holy shit, I forgot his name. He was great talking about degenerative myelopathy and how it Mm. is the equivalent of humans ALS or MS, which we know cannabis helps tremendously. So it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that dogs are being diagnosed with a degenerative myelopathy, being put down because of it, when like literally a tincture would would make the diff- all the difference in the world. Uh, same yeah, thing. I, I want to just send a bottle of horse ease to mm-hmm. Celine Dion, Selma Blair, <laughs> Christina Applegate. All of them just in yeah. this past month have come down with one autoimmune or neurological disorder. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the rise in both human and dogs of, of these kind of neurological issues has happened at the same time where cannabis has been taken away from us because there's been nothing, uh, you know, our bodies for thousands of years have been used to this plant helping our endocannabinoid system. And all of a sudden we're deficient. Uh, These dogs are also deficient and it just so happens at the same timeline where no cannabis was allowed. There's been a rise in things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and CCD and all these things. I, I, I really don't think it's a coincidence. That's right. I Do you remember that story from, I'm pretty sure it was the University of Vermont, where there was the girl who was like a major pothead all through high school and college. Mm-hmm. And then in her early 30s, she's like, I've got to stop. I've got, I'm going to yes. become healthier. I'm going to stop smoking cannabis every day. And she did. And then she got really sick and went to the doctor and she was diagnosed with MS. And she's like, well, how long have I had it? And she's like, well, you've probably had it this long, but you had no symptoms because you were consuming cannabis every day. So she literally went back to consuming cannabis every day and, and her symptoms went away. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that if someone is a user and stops, what happens? Mm-hmm. I, I think there's much better ways in consuming it than smoking it. Uh, it's not the healthiest way. But let's talk about what we're here today, which is legality, which as uh, most people know, a full-spectrum hemp extract is, uh, as long as it has less than 0.03% THC, it is legal in the United States. However, there are a few states who like to be what we call pains in the ass, probably also have alternative motives of why they are against it or trying to regulate it, uh, which we discovered ourselves when we visited California Back in 2008, well, <clears throat> I I don't know if those of you who are listening know this, but I actually opened a grow house in California in 2018. So in California, man, what is legal and what happens there and what they define as cannabis slash hemp is completely different than the rest of the country. So anytime we have someone saying something that is different than what we say, we're like, where are you from? And it's always California because yeah. in California, it, cannabis is cannabis is cannabis, which is the way it should yeah. be. The, 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 main, I, the main problem I'm seeing in, in whether it's state laws or, or, or vet associations, it's just there's a confusion of the words mm-hmm. cannabis, hemp, marijuana that just throws everyone off. For example, just pulling up some of my notes like Iowa, for example, is one of 
the states that has banned CBD completely because they're saying that any CBD is derived from marijuana. Marijuana is federally illegal. But and and there's there's the confusion, right? It's there's cannabis with two uh, species, marijuana species, just what the United States government defines it. Marijuana, which is the federally illegal thing, and hemp, which is federally legal. But they're they're not realizing that there's hundreds of compounds in it, and just because their CBD comes from a cannabis plant, that it's not te- technically marijuana. It's just it's just a word problem. Not only is it a word problem. I was like comparing it to mushrooms and being like blown away at how mushrooms have just walked right past cannabis <laughs> as far as legalization. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. And it's because less people know about them. But it, their cannabis should be treated like mushrooms are, where this, these mushrooms have medicinal properties but don't have any psychoactive properties. This strain or type has same thing. So it's, it, we have hemp who is like a medicinal mushroom and doesn't make, doesn't have psychoactive properties. And then we have mushrooms that uh, psilocybin mushrooms who have psychoactive activity. And we have cannabis plants that have THC in them that make them psychoactive. So it's everything about it is backwards. It makes no sense at all. So we understand how confusing it is to the pet parent and which is why we have an entire podcast and uh, educate all the time because the only way that you'll be able to be able to pick a product or know how to treat your pet is if you understand the terminology. And we've had to adapt to it, even though we know it's the wrong one. Are there any yeah. other states that are um, kind of backwards? I know Idaho allows no THC in their products. So you can only get a broad spectrum product, unfortunately. And I think that's it right now. I could be wrong, though. I'd have to kind of go back to my notes. But I know there's a two, two that this past year have taken something out. But then there's, you know, here's the thing. We have so many things to consider. We have federal law, right? Federal law is saying it's legal in all 50 states under 0.3% THC. And then we have the state laws, which something like Idaho and Iowa have their own laws. And then for veterinarians, there's there's their vet boards. You know, Wisconsin, for example, is not letting veterinarians use hemp products at all for the same reason. It's a word problem, really. Right. So there's just so many inputs. A word problem <laughs> or a control issue a control where they want to yeah. be like we know of a of an organization and the pet side of things that is completely just wants to control the the yeah. industry. But guess what? The hemp industry is already in control of the industry. There doesn't need to be someone to step in and take care of it. We already know how to make a pure product. We're able to study it. We have science and research that shows us how it works and why it works. Both you and I went to the University of Vermont School of Medicine's program where we learned the biology and therapeutic uses. So that's why we know how to make a killer product that actually works and helps animals. Most people don't do that. So anybody can make anything. It's like any product. There's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's so much ugly out there. So much ugly. There was a study done. I know you know this, but there was a study done, I think in 2018, Cornell purchased 30 pet CBD products on the market. They did their own lab test because there's no regulation. So you have to get a third-party lab test for yourself to say, you know, we have this much CBD and this much THC, no pesticides. And to be able to prove that, Cornell did their own tests for 30 products. And out of the 30, 
only, I think it was 10 or even close to the amount of CBD that were yep. on the label. Yep. Uh, so a few didn't have any CBD at all. A few of them have heavy metals and pesticides. It's, it's just a wild, wild west of a lot of, excuse I, me, bullshit. Oh, <laughs> but I, it makes yeah, but I'm going to preach it from the mountaintop again. If you cannot find a certificate of analysis on your product, do not buy that product. Move on and look for one. I literally get sent emails every day asking, and this is mostly for people around the world who can't get our products. Is this product good? Is this product? I also have people in the United States that go, hey, I'm using this. Is it good? And I'm telling you, I don't think I ever say yes. I can't find a COA anywhere I know you have a great story about one of the biggest companies and their COA, which we're going to talk about. I want to talk about that. But just the other day, my friend Ness Jones in Australia sent me two brands because she's desperately trying to get a full spectrum hemp extract, which she can't find. So she sends me two companies. The first one literally says they can't afford to do a COA on every one of their (laughs) products because it's too expensive. What? And that they want to keep those costs down to their customers. And then I went and looked at their prices and they're the same of ours. So that's total bullshit. Yeah, lab tests are expensive. But how do you not want to make sure that what's in that bottle? Uh, Me as the manufacturer and the formulator want to know and make sure because I'm not the one in there mixing it. I'm not the one harvesting the plant. So I need to make sure I want to be accountable for every step of that process. Well, especially for hemp, considering it's a bioaccumulator. So, you you know, like it's an amazing thing that it absorbs everything. We could clean up a lot of the world's Did you know they used hemp to clean up Chernobyl? Yeah, it's amazing. Now you can't smoke that hemp or use that hemp for medicine, but it cleaned the earth. If it's not growing in, in, in a clean, organic place, you're going to be getting all those things inside you or your pet's body. So that COA is just is, is a lot more than just making sure that there's the CBD that they're telling you. It's about safety now. Right. The last thing we want to do is be thinking we're doing something good for our dog and we're actually harming them. Yeah, um, it's no. just so important. It's a natural plant medicine and that's the way that it should be treated and grown. It was one of my issues when I first got into this industry was what I just, I'm like, if we're making a medicine, then we're going to want something that's consistent every single time or damn close. As, as consistent as possible. And that's something we should definitely talk about. Like I said before, is that there's at least 120 different cannabinoids that we know about, plus terpenes and flavonoids. There's so many compounds in there, right? So the goal is, let's say you find a strain that works great for you or great for your dog. You, you know, it has this much CBD and this much THC, all that. The goal is that every time you buy that product, it's going to be the same, right? Now we're dealing with a natural product and we're growing them and they're getting where, for example, CBD dog health, we are pretty, very meticulous about getting as close as possible, but it's right now kind of impossible to get it identical but I don't think every other company is doing that, whether human or animal. They're just saying, okay, this is our sour diesel strain, and you just call it sour diesel. But if right. you look at the COA, this time it has a totally different array of cannabinoids in it. Well, it doesn't have, a, it doesn't have necessarily a total different array. But wh- what I want our listeners to understand is that if it got less sunlight, it got a little bit less mm-hmm. water, the conditions were a little different. All of that makes a difference in what the the makeup of it when it was harvested. 
So those things are very important. Same with mushrooms. It all makes a difference of exactly uh, all plant and uh, mushroom medicine is this way. I learned that with our lavender plants. The older a lavender yeah. plant is, the more potent the medicine is going to be. So it's uh, that's not the case with hemp, but that is how, what the case is with lavender plants or mm-hmm. mushrooms. There is a time that is perfect when they're, the fruiting bodies have more medicinal properties than other times, and that's when you harvest them. So it makes a difference. And those who have spent years and years studying and becoming experts in these things, these are the people that I partner with. And these strains and blending strains are all very common in hemp. And getting a cannabinoid profile pretty close every time is easy. It's just, it takes a lot of effort and some people aren't going to do that. I wanted to talk about one of the biggest companies um, out there that we just went down this road with, which I I actually am not going to say their name because we've already gotten letters from their attorneys. (laughs) So I'm not really sure why. I guess we're a threat to them. I'm not, I think it's crazy. But yeah, one of the biggest ones out there, they were the first company to do research for pets, what did they do? The osteoarthritis one. Osteoarthritis, yeah. So we just saw them. They're now they they used to only be available to vets. Now they're available to consumers. And I can't remember where we, we saw them at a trade show, and we went up to talk to them, and they were telling us that they were the only one on the market that was a full spectrum product that had uh, that was really potent. And we're like, yeah, no, that's not true. And then they had a CBDA product and we asked them, how do they keep their CBDA from turning into CBD? And they had no idea what we're talking about. And then we saw them at another event and you went to look up their COA and found out the new thing that's going on is that they have one COA and they say that it's for all of their products. Tell us that little story. Yeah, you know, they, I I, tr- I even bought products to scan their QR codes to try to find a different because COA. Because they told like, you it's only if you you only get the COA if you buy the product, which yeah, I'm telling you guys, I, that's back ass words. Why, why, why would you buy product. a product? Yeah, why right. would you buy a product and find out afterwards that it's not what you want to know? You want to make sure up front. The big issue that I'm having, and and they're so confusing. I mean, I I still can't even understand what what it is that they're doing. I'm going to pause you for just a minute. The reason yeah. that they're doing this, consumers, is because they know that you're ignorant and you well, don't yeah, know. know. And they're to- completely taking advantage of that fact. So that's yeah. why it pisses us off and why we're talking about it. Go yeah, ahead, yeah. But, but the, the biggest problem is what it seems like is that their certificate of analysis is from the crude of the plant, meaning... For example, CBD Dog Health, uh, when we're ready to make an, another batch, we get the crude of our hemp first to test. The extract not only, of the flower is what the crude yeah. is. And, and we're doing that not only to make sure it's free of heavy metals and pesticides, but making sure that it is the cannabinoid profile that we want. That is step one, right? And then once we approve it, it has to go through all the other processes. We're missing, mixing it in with the MCT with our other essential oils, you know, we have to bottle it, so much other things that goes on. So between that crude and creating the product, a lot happens. So you have to test that next batch because we've even learned before, we did a batch of what was it, like $30,000 worth of a product. After we did that first COA, got another one and they came back with pesticides. We had to throw that 
away, which was and, crazy. And, I'm, and what was the most interesting thing that happened for that when that happened to us is, of course, we were like how it was a trace of a uh, pesticide mm-hmm. in all of our products. Every one of our ingredients is tested. We have COAs, you name it. So immediately the lab came back and said, oh, well, we, we could retest it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to know how the hell this came up in my in my lab test. They actually said to us, nobody will notice. Keep selling it. Exactly. That is exactly (laughs) what we were told. And um, our manufacturer, we love very much. She was like, absolutely garbage starting from scratch. And then how did it happen? And he did get down to figuring out what it was, which I can't remember because I could not sleep until I knew how, (laughs) because he is an organic facility. There's nothing there, how is that possible? So we traced it back yeah. to something that the lab did, which we don't yeah. use that lab anymore. A, because we didn't like that they just suggested of uh, just running the test again until it didn't show yeah. up, which that is what they do the first time around. Yeah. So it's really important to make sure that that it is a legitimate real. Yeah. And it is by a third party. You can call that third party lab, which we've also done. And make mm-hmm. sure that it is a legitimate, real, and not a forged, made-up certificate of analysis. Yeah, but that's that's the problem of doing of having a certificate of analysis just for crude is that we don't know what happened in between that process to make the final product. The right. certificate of analysis needs to be the one for the the bottle you are holding in your hand, not the first ingredient that happened. Right. But how the heck does a consumer know, know, know what that. is what? It's almost like we educated everyone to ask and look for a COA. So that's mm-hmm. what they did. And now it's there. So it's there. There's a COA. We know that the consumer can't read it or understand it. They were just yeah. told to make sure there was one. So now the consumer has to understand and read it and know what to look for and, uh, mm. and look at the date. And most lab certificates will put a picture of what they're testing. So you can really tell, or we know when we see the cannabinoid profiles are off the charts yeah, because they're testing the crude that goes in to the bottle, not the actual finished bottle. Well, and here's what everyone needs to know. We're talking about CBD and cannabis products, and this relates to humans and dogs, but any other pet supplement, there is zero regulation, zero, Zero. meaning that this can be happening to every pet product you are using. And it does happen a lot. So that's why you have to find the pet companies that you trust, that you know who's behind the product and why they created the product, that they are transparent about everything they produce and everything they do, because nobody is regulating any of these products, which is so crazy for just, if anybody wants to nerd out on this, is it's that, you know, when the United States government decided to add regulations to supplement companies, they literally wrote that this does not include supplements for animals. So they know that no one, they, why, why exclude it? Why exclude it? They know that no one is looking at this. It's the same thing with cannabis. When a state becomes completely recreational and medical legal and the floor and the vet board comes out and says, except for vets, no, vets are doctors. You know who's not doing that is New York State, who finally legalized cannabis in all the bills they are writing. They are making sure that veterinarians are included in everything. That's awesome. Beautiful. Which is the opposite of what California had to do, which is go backwards and try to fix everything, which 
I wish I think they did. But we have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk more about that and you know tips on how to find uh, a pure product, both mushrooms, supplements, cannabis, all of them, because it's really amazing. And mushrooms, there is no labs, third-party labs doing tests. So we literally are working with one to make it happen so that we can be one of the first. When we come back, we'll talk about that. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health. Healing naturally. And we're back with your natural dog, my guest, Hernando Umana. So we were talking about COAs. COA Certificate of Analysis are basically certificates proving what is in the bottle of any supplement tincture that you are buying. This is how manufacturers, how we know what's in that bottle to make sure that it's what we say it is. And it's how you know as a customer. It needs to be done by a third-party lab. That means not a lab inside the business, not my lab, which we do. We have our own to test to make sure we're making everything right. Same thing with mushrooms. It needs to be by someone else so -hmm. that the opinion is nobody's. It's what's actually in it. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen with mushrooms at all. Mushrooms, they only have the lab inside. So some of the most reputable, best companies out there, which there's only about a handful of them, that are testing it themselves. So we are literally reaching out to our labs that are doing um, the testing for our cannabis tinctures and now talking to them about, we need to do the same thing on mushrooms. And mushrooms, what we want to test is not only the beta-glucan, uh, content, but the other uh, triterpenoids content so that we can prove this is an extract of mushrooms versus just ground up mushrooms. So we're not going to go into that. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but one of the things that I wanted to talk about is because legality and terms are so confusing and vet boards deciding to do what they want in each state, this is why your veterinarian even if they believe in cannabis medicine, might be fearful, might be fearful of losing their license, which I'm not sure is such a bad thing. now. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> Especially because you were given the license to practice what you learned in school, which was what you learned in school was, you know, of course, the anatomy and physiology of animals, but how to write a prescription. And basically the license is so that you can write prescriptions for drugs to treat dogs. And they don't allow you to do that with an all-natural plant medicine that has already been proven to stop seizures and help arthritis. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't make no sense, does it? So some of the most famous veterinarians that you find online that are great, they recommend and use our products and a lot of them are worried about it and don't want to do it because they are scared their website will get shut down, which will happen, <laughs> or they're 
payment processor will shut them down or they'll lose their license. So literally, even if you can find a veterinarian, most of them are staying quiet. But we do have some huge advocates out there that are speaking up and we're so happy for that. And every year we get more and more and more. But what are some of the things you're seeing in states and with veterinarians? Yeah. Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> so if you're listening, sorry, that's my dog sniffing my face. <laughs> and if you're watching, that's Linda. <laughs> that's Linda. You know, it's been such a confusing mess. Uh, not only can a, a, a vet sell it, but can they even talk about it? Right. And I, I'm going to bring up. Which has to uh, be the my, most ridiculous thing ridiculous I've ever heard. We literally things. have the freedom and the right to say anything exactly. that we want. And there then they're actually, literally telling a vet that they can't talk about the yeah, endocannabinoid system, the most important system in the body, and how cannabis medicine might be a good choice. That's crazy. So the, the U.S. Court of Appeals, uh, the Ninth Circuit, they actually, a human physician had to bring this to court because they were getting in trouble for talking about cannabis years ago. And that they actually ruled that they are allowed to because of the First Amendment, right, of patients to hear accurate information from their doctors. And this this is for vets, too. You are allowed to talk about it. You can talk about, you know, how it might help. You, you, it's all about, again, words. You can't say it's going to cure something. You can't say it's going to prevent something. But you can say this supplement might help with inflammation. There, here's some research. This supplement might help. Or even that I think your dog is a good candidate yeah, for exactly. this. I've heard great things about um, or here's a trusted company that I've heard yeah, great things about. Exactly. So yeah, that's not that doesn't happen too often. And oftentimes, I mean, we get conflicting reports all the time. Just just the other day, the the person I was telling you about from Australia, her vet told her, and he has some special cannabis license in Australia, mm-hmm. told her that it does not work for anxiety. So <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it is. And don't know why. So I don't know. I think it's a, we're definitely of an age more than ever that we have to take our health and our pet's health into our own hands and do our oh, own yeah. research and education because the health industry, this is great. Dr. Brady, Connor Brady, and I ta- brought this up about a book called Black Box Thinking where, uh, you know, in the airline industry, they have a black box that records everything. If something goes wrong, this black box is protected so they can find it. They come back, they meet, they do whatever they need to do to make sure that that never happens again. Otherwise, we'd have planes falling out of the sky all the time. (laughs) This doesn't happen in the health industry. The same mistakes are done over and over and over again. We are treating the symptoms, not the disease. We, our doctors and veterinarians aren't taught anything about diet and nutrition, nor are they taught about the endocannabinoid system, which is the master system that controls all other systems in the body. That, there's something majorly wrong with that. So when you come in, you bring your pet in for diarrhea or they're vomiting or whatever, they literally have no idea if they're a conventional vet. The only thing they have uh, that they can give you as a tool is to write a prescription. And that really makes you wonder when the top three reasons that people die and dogs die are the same thing. Cancer, heart disease, and the third cause is medical error. 
If we had black box for the health industry, number three wouldn't exist. Mm. And then one and two, if we educated our doctors about diet and nutrition in the endocannabinoid system, we would be able to do something about one and two because then doctors would know better, which means their patients would know better, which means we would make better choices at the grocery store and at our pet stores and know not to buy non-food or things filled with preservatives and toxins and artificial colorings and flavorings mm-hmm. and all of those things. So vote yeah. for me in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's all but, I know in this long journey that I've been on for at least yeah. 20 years now since I lost my first dog and went mm. broke trying to save her. And now I look at my dogs on my farm and I go, they're alive because of their diet, uh, cannabis and mushrooms. I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing. it's amazing. No, if anybody's listening out there and your vet has told you that they cannot talk about it and they're scared about it, please email support at cbddoghealth.com and I will send you all the information to make sure that you feel comfortable at the very least discussing it. You have the right to and you should, especially if a, a patient comes up to you asking about it, you should be able to guide them. And if your vet says that it's toxic or they'll kill them, it's time to get a new vet. If they just don't know or they're not comfortable, you we know hundreds of vets that are, even will get on and do a telehealth consultation with you. So we have that on yeah. our website also where a whole list of them. Dr. Ruth Roberts will not only help you with getting your dog off pharmaceuticals and over to something more natural, she'll literally train you and coach you to be your pet's health coach so that you know, like I do, how to take care of your animals on your own so that when something goes wrong, you don't feel like you immediately have to go run to the vet, drop $200, and then oftentimes things get worse because you've been giving a steroid or an antibiotic, which doesn't help when they don't even know that that's what the problem is that, you know, they don't even know if that's going to help the problem. That's just all they have in their arsenal. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I hope lots, that helps people understand why it's so crazy. Yeah, it just it's it what makes it crazy is just that it's, you know, there's still marijuana products under the Controlled Substance Act. That needs to go. Once we can let that go, I think it's going to be a lot easier and it's going to happen. It's going to happen in our lifetime and one thing I want to say to all pet parents listening is we went to a conventional vet show this past year. It's our first time going to a conventional vet show and the amount of veterinarians, conventional veterinarians that came up to us, still a little hesitant, but with questions about it. And when I asked them all, why now? Why, what, what's, what, brought, what got you interested? They said, so many of my patients have been telling me and asking me and demanding it that I have to know. So you guys are the ones making That's the right. difference. When, Thank you. when you go to your vet and you let them know that your dog is standing up again, that there hasn't been any seizures, when you de- start demanding these answers to questions about cannabis, you are making a huge, huge difference. So keep asking, keep telling people, vets or not, how well it's working for you, because this is how we make change. Visibility makes change. So keep doing exactly what you're doing. And with your money. So yes, yes, yes thank yes, you for yes. that message, Hernando. That's exactly what we need all of you to do. If you're using the medicine and it's working, tell your vet and tell everyone you know, because that will make them change. And then you'll see 
we've already had Mars Mm -hmm. purchase the first CBD company. We already knew that CVS has been buying up hemp farms for the past couple of years. So there is change and that's because we're demanding it. And it doesn't mean the fight is over. It's probably going to get more difficult before it gets easier because when the big players start controlling, you're going to see isolates because they're so cheap. You're going to see so much broad spectrum. You're going to see the fear of THC be spread. Even they're going to go harder on that and I'm going to get louder about it. (laughs) But yes, thank you, Hernando. I enjoyed our conversation. And uh, if you want to follow Hernando, you can find him on social media and of course at cbddoghealth.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening from. This is the best way to help pet parents like you find these episodes and get access to all our content. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Natural Dog and at AngelaArtolino.com. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.